You're listening to the podcast series for the 2017 Shalom Sydney Jewish Fighters Festival. Right, welcome Rachel Seaford to the Shalom Sydney Jewish Writers Festival podcast. Hello, Rachel. Good morning. Rachel's travelled all the way from London to do a few sessions here, I think. Maybe. Yeah, I've done two. Yeah. Done two. And look, your latest book, A Boy in Winter. Um, tell us, give us a snapshot. What's it about? Why, you know, why should we read it? You should read it because it is about one of the most um, pivotal moments in history. And it's also, I think, very relevant to today. And it's uh, three days, it covers three days in a small Ukrainian town in the winter of 1941, at the moment when the SS roll into town. And it's the point at which the Holocaust began in earnest. So it, it is a point at which this could still perhaps not have happened. We'll, we'll talk more about your book in a little bit, but I want to uh, talk about your other book, The Dark Room, which you were shortlisted for the Booker Prize, and it's been adapted into a film, uh, 20 film law yeah. by Kate Shortland. What's it like to see something that you've written turn into you know, the mass media film? Um, well, when it's made by such a great filmmaker as Kate Shortland, then it's a very positive experience. She's a real artist and um, you know, it really engages with the work and with the characters. And she rendered my story faithfully. Not, well, not always faithfully, actually. She had to make changes because it is a different medium. But uh, she stayed uh, true to the spirit of it. Um, so it was a very positive experience. And it also means that when it came out, you know, 10 years after the book came out, and it meant that uh, the book found new readers, which is a great thing for a writer. What was it like that first time you saw it? Um, the first time I saw it was spooky because some of it was so close to what I'd written and the um, the main character was based on my mother and the actress looked like my mother. So there were uh, a lot of goosebump moments, yeah. So your latest book, A Boy in Winter, obviously set during the Holocaust. Is there a fascination with the Holocaust that we've got here, Rachel? Um, well, there's a family connection, Um but uh, unfortunately, or, well, my grandparents were Nazis and uh, it's, um, I write out of a desire to understand more about the period. It's a process that I, I feel compelled to go through. So do, do you think, you know, previous generations, and from a trauma point of view, they call it transgenerational trauma, mm. do you think that shapes who you are today? Um. It can do, absolutely. Um, and I think my grandparents, I was unfortunate in that my grandparents were Nazis. I was fortunate in that my mother was always very open with me about this and um, thought it was very important to talk about it and gave me the impetus to write about it. And um, although it is painful, I also think it's necessary now, when you're writing about historical periods that obviously you weren't alive for, how do you do your research? Like, how, like with your last book, how did you get in sort of the heads of the main protagonists? 
Um, I read a lot of first-hand accounts. I also rely a great deal on historians who do the sifting for you. And um, uh, and I also look at visual material. I think visual material is very important for you uh, to feel sure. To, in order to write about something, you have to feel sure about what it would look like, what it would sound like, what it would feel like. And you can get a lot of that from... Um, from photos, I spend quite a bit of time in the um, Imperial War Museum photo archive. You, you said with your latest book, there's like you know messages or similarities between what's going on in current day. Can you sort of expand on that a little? Um, I was writing, or I came across the story. It's based on a true story, um, uh, or inspired by a true story, and I, I came across it. Um, in uh, 2016 against the backdrop of Trump's campaign and the uh, very divisive Brexit campaign in my own country, during which I heard things said, opinions being voiced, which I thought we had moved on from. And uh, and I read about, uh, there was a German character in A Boy in Winter, who and his feelings about um, the Nazis before they came to power, or as they were coming to power, were frighteningly similar to my own feelings about the politicians and the, uh, you know, that I was hearing on the news and the kinds of um, views that seemed to be becoming more and more acceptable. The mood in my own country, and not just in my country, but across the water in America, seemed to have shifted in a direction that I felt profoundly uncomfortable with. I mean, it seems like, as you said, things that should never be acceptable have now become, you know everyday kind of occurrences. Absolutely, and especially if you if you read what my husband calls the bottom half of the internet, <laughs> that uh, that people, because it's uh, it's more anonymous, they're able to say things that they wouldn't necessarily have said three years ago and wouldn't necessarily say in public, but they are feeling them, and they are feeling enough licence to say them now, um, which is, uh, it makes me feel very, very... Uncomfortable, and I think with social media being a uh, many-to-many kind of mm. medium, you can you get all sorts of opinions. You do, and they proliferate. That's the thing about them. The many-to-many is the is the scary thing because you see them proliferating. Uh, what's it like? So you're, you're, you you've come to Sydney for the Shalom Jewish Writers Festival. What's it like to meet people that have read your books? Um, it's. Oh, what is it like? It's a, it's a, a hundred different, a thousand different um, experiences, but uh, mainly it's very interesting. So regardless of the the response, it's always interesting to hear it because a story um, belongs to the reader. So you can write whatever you write, but when it's read, it will be a new story again, and then a new story again. And so you're always having your... Um, narrative reinterpreted back to you. How, what, what's your writing process like? How do you how do you plan and do things? Um, I treat it like office hours because it's uh, it is a process and it's about persistence. A story uh, very rarely comes onto the page the way that you want it to come on the page immediately, so it has to be worked at. 
but you, you sort of, you're sort of nearly dissociating the action. The story's got a sort of trajectory of its own. Um, no, I think there is the, there is that feeling sometimes that you're tapping into a wormhole into the universe, um, but that's just your subconscious, and um, that's very much part of the um, part of the process. But it's only one small part, and you um, the subconscious sometimes renders things on the page uh, that are surprising and magical but the conscious mind also has to create that magic a lot of the time or shape that magic and um so it's it is really uh there 99% perspiration 1% inspiration <laughs> who do you read who, 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 you know in, in your either pleasure or research who, who, who are the authors of choice um my Main author of choice is a German writer, German Jewish writer called uh, Joseph Roth. Joseph Roth, I know him as. Um, he wrote. He was a writer of short fiction, long fiction, also reportage. Very prolific writer, and um, a very beautiful and delicate writer. I also love Toni Morrison. Um, I admire the way that she passes the narrative baton through different perspectives. I aspire to that. I think she's wonderful. And, you know, we're speaking of the Sydney Jewish writers, so what's your relationship with Judaism? Mm. What's my relationship with Judaism? Um, It's one of uh, respect, one of fascination. I'm not not a believer, um, but what I think is fascinating about Judaism is it's an identity, it's a, you know, it's a religion, it's a culture... I have many secular Jewish friends. I have very few religious Jewish friends. Very, um, but uh, the fact that you can identify it as a culture as well as a religion, I think, makes it uh, makes it doubly fascinating. Do you think there's a risk that you know there could be more holocausts occurring? <sighs> Do you know? Um, I hope not. Um, I think the Holocaust could happen because it was without precedent and I hope um, that we are too connected now for something to to occur, for people to be able to say they could look away and allow that to happen however um, I think the 1930s so the Holocaust happened in the 1940s um, the 1930s could happen again and the 1930s was bad enough people often, when if I say I'm frightened about what's happening today they say oh you're being hysterical you know, um, but uh, and they think I'm talking about the Holocaust. Actually, what I'm talking about is the 1930s and the ostracism of um, ostracism of uh, an entire community f- uh, and um, the blighting of lives without murder is is bad enough. And I, and I can see that that could happen again very easily. What are you working on at the moment? Um, so when I. Before I was writing A Boy in Winter, I was writing a novel about my godmother, who um, was German-Jewish. Well, she was, her parents were in a mixed marriage. So she was, she was 11 when the war ended. Um, her mother was, under the Nazi racial laws, was classified as a Mischling, as a mixed uh, person, half-Jew. So she, my godmother and her siblings were categorised as uh, quarter-Jews, Michelin of the second order. They survived the war in Hamburg because their father, who was classified as Aryan, refused to divorce. 
and um, I was fascinated by this marriage and what it took to stay married when it was made so difficult to stay married and the kind of personality that um, her father must have had. And I um, would still like to write that book. So for anyone that hasn't grabbed a copy, grab a couple copies of A Boy in Winter. It's a lovely book. It's a lovely book. It's a confronting book. It's a, a lot in it. A great read. Rachel, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the 2017 Shalom Sydney Jewish Writers Festival. To find out more about Shalom's exciting programs and events, go to www.shalom.edu.au or like us on Facebook at Shalom Australia. Are you interested in getting a podcast made for your company or organisation? Contact Rob at rob at etals, etales.com.au or 0404 289 956.